man. You're not my man. You're a genius. And we are live. What's going on, people? This is this is a more local, homegrown, not really local, but homegrown iteration of the Who's Man series. We figure from jumping around from Florida and all that stuff, these last ones, we're going to do one of our own since he's become a, a vital player to the just the page and the movement in general. So this one is between us. But uh, today hosting, you know, as always, is me, John D. Contradiction, with my boy Reckless DWR and MC slash newest member of the team slash powerhouse reviewer slash MC extraordinaire. Introduce yourself. What's up? I'm Euphonic Aspect um, from California now, but uh, yeah, I've been with not not your man's for I don't know a year maybe. I think it might have might have hit a year. Might hit that threshold already a year or so. <laughs> yeah, I got to check for the first review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, this is dope. I mean, this is a bit overdue because uh, we reviewed you a while back and before you were with the team and. Um, Usually we review people. It's, I try to get people on from like the, you know, barkeeper scene and stuff like that. So, but I think around that time, we weren't fully doing this the way we were. I think it was around when me and Reckless were revamping, you know, just the series in general. But this is dope, man. This is, I think this is going to be good for just us to get to know you a little bit better and also to get the fans and the people who, you know, see your reviews to see kind of your. I guess your your car facts and this hip hop stuff, you know, sure. if they want to, <laughs> you know, people always want to be like, oh, he, he ain't hip hop or like that dude we had. Oh, on no, here, no. Shit. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's also just fun for me to like, I just, you know, I love talking hip hop. So, yeah, man, we, we got to chop it up and say, because we were, we were planning an interview earlier, but, you know, schedules happen. So I'm glad we got to do it now. So I'm saying so. Yeah. All good. I mean, this is our break, too, before we jump to cali more cali because i think that's what's going on but then we're gonna be in canada we're gonna do canada we got a lot but yeah. either way what's good sir so i would like to start this off because i rock with your name but i would like to know the origin story of that it was the yeah. Lord. so um the word euphonic means a sound pleasing to the ears mm -hmm. um which i typically considered my voice not to be really it's like super high pitched you know it's just it's not that smooth voice you hear on a lot of hip hop tracks but um it actually that name you know i've gone through a few different rap names um in my life i went but like a long time ago i was going by scope it was like 2005 i think and uh there was a dj in my hometown of springfield massachusetts that mm -hmm. uh went by dj scope so like and he was way more well known than me mm -hmm. and he had a little store that sold bootleg cds where i got like my instrumentals from and stuff you know nice um so th it was a line in a song i had written um a really old song and it was like euphonic aspect of rap intense tracks that peel back my flesh revealing my stress cracks and uh i just started going by euphonic aspect from that line in that song um just because i needed to be something different then scope yeah 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 and it just kind of uh it just stuck for a long time i wish the aspect wasn't there like on the 
on Spotify and stuff. It's spelled funny. It's spelled with a K. I just K, wish it yeah. was shorter, but like it's too late now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Once, once you start like taking things a little serious and you get it out there, you kind of want it to be cleaned up, you know? Yeah. Like you want, you want your stuff to be easy to find, you know? Right. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, like I get that, but, um, Hey, I'm not mad at that. I mean, I, I think that you like just your music in general, I do. I personally think you have a dope, like a smooth, like your delivery is pretty smooth. Like is, you know, I I don't think it's high pitched like you say it is. I think you kind of have like you be sliding on beats, but it kind of goes like hand in hand with your flow for the most part. But you, you know, obviously have multiple flows and stuff. But I feel like the pocket that you like to get comfortable in, it slides. You know, I think that has yeah, a lot I to like do with it, too. You kind of work with what you got. I like the like swing or funk kind of stuff the best, you know. Yeah, uh, that's where I feel most comfortable. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the fun stuff because that feels the that feels the most real when you're rapping, you know. Like that's the mm -hmm. stuff that like you hear and you're like, oh, that was cold, you know. And it could, you know, and it, it, most of the time you can be like, oh, you don't even care what the dude's saying. The way he delivered that, you're like, oh, that shit was nice. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, let me let me tap into what kind of flow that is, and that's also like uh, it attaches to the more old school sound as far as like drums and stuff like that you know back in the day you know there was there was a, people put swinging drums you barely get that anymore with like the right loop, unless it's automated but you barely get that with like a lot of the handcrafted you know yeah people built up through like shit. jay dilla you know who will yeah. like never quantize anything it was all live played yeah and like and then it kind of got more computerized and more like perfect you know but it yeah. took some of the like the emotion out of it yeah yeah it, and it and it's like it's weird too because like back in the day you know i remember um like not even back in the day for me but when i used to rock with the old mpc and i was like man this is hard to stay on tempo but this is like it was dope you kind of had to have like a the accuracy that you needed to create your own beats and your own drums and stuff like that and then it's like as the products advance now i have this one and the MPCX, and it's like, oh, I can literally make it as perfect as possible and then add a robotic swing to it. It's like, oh, make it more human. And it's like a knob. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm just right. twisting it. And it, it does, it's not the same. You know, it does feel, you know, it's, it's McDJing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it feels like a cheat code. I remember, um, I dropped, uh, me and my buddy dropped the project a while back and, um, a producer Vanderslice, you know Vanderslice, you ever hear him? He's dope. He does a lot of underground stuff. He, we sent the song to him to get reviewed, and he heard the drums. And the first thing he said he was like, "Oh yeah, these drums sound a little bit too robotic, a little too perfect." And I was like, "Shit, he can hear that because he's from that era, you know." So yeah, it's humbling. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking humbling to do that. But um, so talk to me about this the whole scene back when you when you started doing it. You know, the scope days and the way yeah and the masters um, yeah. I mean, I started, I don't know, the first albums I bought were like on Columbia Records. You like sent a penny in and they give <laughs> oh, you like 22 <laughs> albums. And then two years later, you owe them 10 grand, you, you 10 know, grand. <laughs> something like that, that my mom, I think, paid for. But I got Tupac All Eyes on Me, The Chronic, mm -hmm. um, The Dog Pound mm -hmm. and uh, Ready to Die, you know. Mm -hmm. So I got all those. I got Nas, Illmatic. I listened to a lot of rap because 
my mom was in like the punk scene growing up. Um, punk and rap. I've been saying this for years. Punk and rap go hand in hand. My dad listened to like classical music, Beethoven, stuff like that. He was a teacher. And so like, I guess I kind of maybe did it to rebel or be different. You know, like I snowboarded when they skied, you know, like just, just to do something different. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really, I gravitated towards the rap. Um, and then like through like AOL and some like Mm -hmm. online message boards, I started like text rapping, you know, they would have battles where the stuff was like written out pretty complex, but yeah. there was no audio ever. And people were judging it based on punchlines. You'd break it all up. You'd explain your bars really well and stuff. Mm. Um, but then for me, really, like it would have been 2002. I was a senior in high school or just graduated. And it's like sounds stereotypical, but like Eight Mile came out. <laughs> and I had heard lots of like, mixtapes that i had bought and everything but i had never seen like a freestyle performed that like wasn't perfect you know when i saw that in the movie just like around the lunch truck and and people like fucking up i was like oh i I could probably do this i had only heard stuff that was like written out memorized and perfect before you know it just never occurred to me that like it started somewhere else you know yeah, and you yeah. could like build up to that. Um, so that's when I started uh, started recording more. I stole a bunch of audio and video equipment from the college I was going to um, at the time. I out of it was some. It was like a, a teleproduction. It was a mic for like a newscaster, and I it was an XLR plug. So I went XLR to quarter inch. And then I had a quarter inch to mini plug and I plugged that into the sound card of my computer and used cool Fire. edit pro nice. and, um, and, and would record like that. I would write, um, filled up notebooks and just rap. And I mean, at the time I was gravitating away from mainstream rap. Like I was listening to way more like idea, um, atmosphere, any of the Minneapolis yeah. rappers <laughs> like yeah. that. Um, tech nine chino xl yeah um and and trying and then like i'd find like eminem freestyles you know or royce to five nine anything that was like not on the radio and i thought like the rhymes were really cool you know yeah yeah so i started doing it like that yeah man back in the day finding that's one thing that like sometimes you can find some like hidden gems on youtube and stuff but i remember back when I used to like trade music on like soul seek and you could just like leave your music library up for people to borrow from. And I had like a pretty extensive library, but like you can find some really like some demos and some deep cut shit. And it was like, some of that stuff was amazing. And you, you know, some of that stuff I probably can't even find now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I had like some old, old 50 cent tapes that like you can only buy you know what I'm saying? Like I had some yeah. shit like that. Like I, even like bands and stuff. But and hey, I, man, I'm really terrible. I am glad that like I started there. Um, even though like I'm sure I'll get to it, but like um, when the the lyrics were the most important part, you know, the beats might have been trash in the background or you couldn't even hear them really. Um, yeah. And started like trying to like emulate that kind of writing before moving into like 
how does this make people feel? What's the vibe of it? You know? Cause if you started there, like kids start now, it's really hard for them to like add lyrics that mean something or are dense on top of like this thing they're already doing, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like to have like those meaningful, like just to have like dope lyrics is, is a very strong foundation because it, it almost makes all those other aspects of the music easier you know and that's that's something that like a lot of people like you you got to be able to appreciate like just like even from my upbringing like i i always listen to rap i always listen to like metal and punk and i'm like a, a a purist when it comes to new york hardcore and like punk and new york rap you know that's always been my favorite because to me they're both they sound the same but like the things that i appreciated from like punk and stuff when i was in like bands and stuff was like the simplicity of like lyrics that hit you hard you know it could be something simple but like that line is is, i'm gonna get that shit tatted on me like that shit means the world even though it's something simple and like getting that mixed with like metal songs which were like full-on poems you know what i'm saying and like the poetry era that like shaped my brain to kind of learn how to play the game you know kind of get what i want to get out fully rather than just like i'm just gonna get the words out i'm just gonna get this you know so it's like yeah it's a lot i mean it's a lot that goes into it you know that's why i can't everything can't just be fun <laughs> you know like right. it's, it takes away from the art it can't all just be fun like when like the young kids say oh i'm just having fun it's like yeah but that's not everything you know that doesn't make you know that doesn't make the whole experience but that also takes away from the art like i can just have fun but like i'm not expecting people to buy this fun from me you know what i'm saying right <laughs> no one's signing me at la fitness basketball court because <laughs> i'm having <laughs> fun over there you yeah. know what i'm saying it don't make sense <laughs> no but that's dope though i mean it's 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 cool you mentioned too like uh, a lot like atmosphere and all them back in the day because it's like even like i'm a huge atmosphere fan and I was introduced to atmosphere on Headbangers Ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. It was like like a hip hop song on Headbangers Ball, and I was like, it was um, uh, what's the the trying to find a balance? It was like, yeah, that was like a video thrown after like a hate breed video, and I'm like, this is dope, <laughs> you know? And but it's like again, lyrics slug, simple lyrics, but heavy. <laughs> you yeah, know, like heavy, heavy. Like there's a lot behind it and that's that's how you move people you know what i'm saying if you can get something ap- across very clear to like you especially with your delivery and such that's gonna fucking move people you know but so speaking more to of um just that era and stuff like that so was there a see ever a scene like back where you were or just like hip-hop wise like growing up and whatnot yeah, there was um, there was a scene in because I'm from a, a city. Um, it's probably the third biggest city in Massachusetts. It goes Boston, Worcester, and then Springfield. Mm. Um, everybody in the rap scene there, I would say, is Puerto Rican. Like ninety nine percent of the people. Okay. Um, so that was what most of my friends were. By the time I was ready to start performing. Um, it wasn't really the kind of rap I was doing, you know, and I was friends yeah. with those guys and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. like, I did a couple things, mostly like uh, <clears throat> performances I would do would be like hippie music festivals. And I'd go mm-hmm. like rap at drum circles and stuff like that, you know? Okay. But um, the scene where I was from was like small clubs 
um, $5 entry, you know, and it was mostly like people at the time trying to emulate like what Lil Wayne was doing or, you know, Drake was like just getting on the scene. Yeah. So everybody was trying to just make hooks. Yeah. Was trying you know, to make hooks or random bars. Yeah. And it was really like, I mean, it's New York rap where, you know, it's, it's the locks, Jada kiss, it's yeah. Jay-Z nods, you know? Yeah. Okay. Hey, I mean, hey, that's, that's how it's gotta be. I mean, I, for me, when I think of like the scene, so back in my day, when I think of Massachusetts, I'm like, oh man, they were they had the biggest straight edge, <laughs> straight edge scene. Yeah. I'm thinking of like more punk and stuff like that. I'm like, they had a huge straight edge scene. So whenever I'd come out to Boston, it was for like these insane festivals, and it was like you know IDS dudes just running security and all that stuff, beating up kids and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, there was like the the college rap, the frat rap scene was really big, but I wasn't involved in it. Mm. And like I was that age, like I was I'm same age as like Asher Roth and yeah. Sammy Adams and like that stuff that was happening Asher at Roth the time. Big, and it was big, huge, yeah, like huge, at the colleges and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um but yeah, I just I wasn't part of it. I like missed the boat on that one. Yeah. I mean that that was that's one thing too. Again, speaking of that's that's how we know we close to we pretty much the same age, but no, no, we're close to the same age as like Asher Roth. He was, uh, because of his, like, just huge, like, you know, resurgence, his, you know, insurgence, I mean, the, the college, I, I, it, like, opened my eyes to the just college scene. Like, I didn't realize college kids were listening to some shit, you know, like, right. you know, and then, it, like, even out here, uh, the college out here. There was like years where I would always get snuck in because J. Cole always played out here and like yeah. you know, and it was just like a you know, you'd see some some heaters and like college cats knew, you know, they were like the, that was like the next level, like the new age of backpackers, yeah. you know. And I would say like that that frat rap like that, like Asheroth made space for people like Tyler the Creator, you know? Yeah, yeah. To come in and like not do gangster rap and reach a wide enough audience of people that were like, Oh, I kinda like rap. I'll listen to this, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, seriously. It did it definitely did bring in like open up a lot of space for just just like a full artistic space and i feel like a lot of artists took advantage of that too just from like visuals and just you know there was just some really dope sounds that that came from that and it like kind of hit with like you know like there was certain rap that like hit with skaters and you know what i'm saying like there were these nice small pockets that kind of branched branched from that which is unfortunate you don't really see that as much anymore but it was dope to you know to experience that or be a part of that i remember i used to you know rap at like you know frat houses and like baseball houses and college parties and randoms would come up it'd be like some tall lanky dude who's high out of his mind and he would just start spitting something crazy and it's like yeah this is dope you know everybody rapped different but they had different styles and different influences like so it was it was cool to see that like not everyone was trying to sound the same you know, and that and that's like one of my biggest <clears throat> just issues with not even just rap, just music. It's like I feel like the the more in like the industries control the music and control where it goes and how much money goes into it and whatnot, the more we're allowing them to kind of kill creativity, you know? Yeah. Like and dictate like this sells, so this is what you have yeah, to do. Yeah, so this is what's gonna be big. So like ninety eight 
percent of the music has to be this for now and everyone else can just put out whatever they, what they want and no one's really going to hear it unless you actually try or rock with them and it's like that sucks because it's like it's not even like the game where a and r's would try to recruit artists like now you're trying to recruit a and r's you know what i'm saying like yeah <laughs> yeah and that's like that sucks <laughs> you know what i'm saying like the whole goal was like for the label to find you you know like not you know the label just you know handpicking from farms and giving you a script or whatever right and trying you. to develop people you know yeah making those stream farms for them so they can look like they have health dreams <laughs> yeah one of the craziest things and it's 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 very funny that you know i, I bring it up on this because it was one of the things we talked about on like probably the third not your man's episode ever wow and cool, um yeah i know one of the the creators my buddy phil uh, with me, my buddy Phil, he um, he was telling us about how he knew some people, blah, 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 who were involved with, like, little Kim, her image when she was supposed to make her comeback and how she was against it. And it was pretty much fed on a platter to Nicki Minaj. And, yeah. oh. it, and it's just like it just to think of something like that and how, like someone like little Kim who, you know, had her way paved and kind of bust her ass to get, you know, to get that spot. Cause female rap was very fucking competitive back then, you know, yeah. but not like, not the way it was competitive now, like to the point where there was only like five or six that you'd actually get to hear. Yeah. And, yeah. and they all hated each other. <laughs> and they all hated each other. Yeah. They, yeah. But they all had like clicks. Missy, Lil Kim, Foxy yeah. Brown. Yeah. They all you had, know? they all had to like click up with someone, you know, they had to mm -hmm. have like a backing and it's like to have someone like little Kim who was, you know, he was a Titan in this rap shit. Like be like, no, I'm not doing that. And like almost get buried. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? By, by this, by someone who started their career, piggybacking off of her image it's just it's a crazy thought but it's like bro mm -hmm. that's what these labels can do yeah <laughs> they can erase you and have someone come out sounding like you because you came out sounding like what they wanted you to sound like and like look at little like look at Nicki minaj now she's fighting for her life out here right <laughs> you know but she ain't her own self either with <laughs> her uh, own track record no. hating on everyone else and shit yeah and it's like and it's not a good look it's yeah, not a good look every, every girl's like Clinking it up now and shit, they're collabing and shit. Yeah, she's on yeah. the old era, and she's she on the yeah, she's on the bad end of it where everyone's like kind of shit down. They're like, oh, she's a bully. She don't work with mm -hmm. nobody and blah blah <laughs> blah. You got Megan the Stallion. You got once you got someone from the the Southern folks coming at you. You got the whole South coming after you. Yeah, you know, that's, <laughs> it's hard. To do it. <laughs> yeah, the South don't fuck around. They support each other hard. <laughs> but hey, you know it is what it is. So um so. Speaking of those, uh, you know, obviously we talked about the Massachusetts scene, but uh, what's the? Have you noticed any difference in where you're at now, or how long have you been out in Cali? Um, I came out here in 2017, okay, for like six years, almost seven years now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like 20 minutes south of LA, mm. so there's a there's a huge scene here. I mean, yeah. there's just there's open mics everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. There's tons of little shows. Like I can go to a hip hop show whenever I want, pretty much any night of the week, you know. And I do go up to LA a lot. Um, I'll go see High Sunday and Mars Era whenever they perform. Yeah. I've got to perform just because I'm close to here. I got to open for uh, KRS One and Cool G Rap. 
um, which an Onyx that was sick. I performed after Onyx, in between Onyx and KRS One. That's awesome. So that was dope. (laughs) Yeah, Um, super dope. You know, just because like I know a bunch of people from Instagram, and they're like, you know, if you're close, and I'm like 20 minutes away, they're like, we need somebody, you know, for five minutes. I'm like, sure. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, Onyx man, they're mad short, but um, <laughs> they are. <laughs> I, uh, I I actually uh, oh, uh, played before them uh, in Long Island at this dope small venue, which is like my favorite venue of all time, the Amityville Music Hall. But um, I got uh, like there was like a little bit of a a thing that happened between like us and like Fredro. But like long story short, one of my homegirls came, and she's not like a hip hop fan or whatever. She came to support me, and. She was like, she saw Fredro and she's like, oh my God, that's the guy from Save the Last Dance. And I'm like, yeah. So she was like, you know, kind of like pointing and like whatever. And Fredro was like, oh, like, oh, you notice how these fans always act. And I'm like, relax. She don't know your rap, bro. <laughs> so he got right. kind of mad at me. And I'm like, she only knows you from Save the Last Dance. And like, Stiggy's laughing at him and shit. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You know, I'm like, get your short ass out of here. Try to be all cool. I mean, she don't know you from rap, but very funny stuff but they were dope live obviously yeah, i actually got recognized stuff. at the uh krs one show from not your mans like mm-hmm. they didn't know that i rapped but this guy you know we were like backstage <laughs> and this dude was walking by he's like oh you do reviews on not your mans and fire. he like, followed us you know <laughs> that's fire <laughs> yeah, yeah I, hey we've been doing this for a while i mean you know we only had one page taken from us which is all right but you know one instagram taken down but i've been doing this for a while but i like I mean, I'm not pushing as crazily as I did, but like before the pandemic and stuff, bro, I was out here, man. I was going to listening parties. I was always at like going to hip hop shows and promoting. I was I, I was boots to the ground, man. I was out here and pushing it online and stuff. And I I would like to get to a point where, you know, it's it's pushed like that because I, I would like us to be in the, you know, just in the mix of um, more. Uh, what's it called? Like, uh, you know, like. What they what do they call when you get like passes? For yeah, like press, like, like press. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I would like just to get more in more the, in the rap jur- journalism world. Yeah, you know? and I, and so I much like... of it is like trash now and dying. So yeah. many pages have just mm-hmm. like you can tell the stuff they promote. Like someone yeah. just paid them twenty bucks. Yeah. Like, oh, is yeah. this is this some random dude the next yeah. J Cole? And you, you see, see a video, and you're like, what? No, how do you compare it? You know, and I feel like it would be like. The way I the way I envisioned it, at least, you know, when I you know, when I write stuff down, I envisioned like if we were hip hop press, it wouldn't be like other hip hop press. Like I like the best way to compare it is remember when like <laughs> this would be a wild, the wild take, but, but stick with me. But remember when like the, the during the pandemic, there was like the whole the BLM and shit was going down and, you know, there was like what the news was broadcasting and then you'd go on Twitter and you'd see some shit. You'd see, you know, the cops setting shit up. You'd see all this mm-hmm. just wild shit. That's what I wanted the Not Your Man press to be at shows, you know? Just like mm-hmm. that raw, this is what's going on. Like Vice, you know? Like this yeah. is what's actually happening. These dudes are not here. Like if a dude swings on me at a fucking, you know, I'd be uh, I'd be happy with that because that would just give us more press. But like that kind of real shit, you know? Like yeah. not the whole buddy buddy and kissing people's ass at rolling loud like now nah, i'm trying to troll but be dead honest about it you know <laughs> right but you know 
hey, that's still there. I mean, it's 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 in play. I would like to focus more on it, but you know, we gotta gotta plan things meticulously nowadays because the internet's a little sensitive. But it was sensitive now. You can't even say fuck on Instagram no more. <laughs> Yo, you really can't. There's like a whole algorithm where it's like if you curse in the first like ten seconds of a video, like of a reel, you you pretty much get like buried. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have shit that like looks for it within the first few seconds. So it's like you gotta wait a bit to curse. Yeah, also with spam too, if you try to be like a spammer, not in a, not in a bad way, like you're trying to promote your shit, but if you try to like egg on somebody, they yeah. catch that shit now. Cause I was trying to yeah. like egg on fucking uh the Cat Williams and the uh, Kevin Hart shit. <laughs> I kept posting the memes of uh Cat Williams and that shit gets flagged now, so now I can't even post as much anymore on the Who's Man's page. The internet sucks, man. The internet. Like, Come on, man. I'm just playing around. Right. When, when you let when you let big players control things, we like they ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> they ruin TikTok. Can't even like I'm 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 at the point where I'm going to delete our TikTok because it's like you, you you get the same. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't push anything on there. It's they're mm-hmm. pushing their whole pay to get views thing. So everyone else is cut off unless you're paying TikTok. It's bullshit now. Yeah, like. So Instagram, you can buy blue checks now, and it's it's bullshit now. And Twitter, you can buy blue checks now. It's bullshit now. You know what I'm saying? Once the big players take control of shit. Yeah. Shit, now you imagine its own social media platform so we can allow people to do what they want. Oh man, that means I'd have to I'd have to rehaul the, the website all over again. <laughs> okay, well, you know, we can get that traffic from everywhere else. That's demanding what they're not doing. Me and that dude from India were just working on this fucking website. <laughs> Every day, bro, back and forth, just hitting each other up. <laughs> but uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, um, uh, let, let's. I want. I would like to ask. So, how did you find the page? Like at first, like what was your first experience with the page? Like, was it you? Um, yeah. Let's see. I think I probably found it through. Um, I don't know exactly who it was, but I would guarantee it was someone on the barkeepers <laughs> yeah. um had their album reviewed by it mm. and then i saw the review um back then there were no videos um but i just saw it and then i think i saw a couple other like big name ones and saw that they were getting like trashed and i was like oh that's cool <laughs> and so i followed the page um for a while maybe like a year before like my first album came out on like mm-hmm. streaming and then that I, was uh, I Don't Say Macbeth, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I remember that one. And um, so I think that's how I found the page. Um, and then I was confused because there were like several. There was like, who's man's, not your man's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I just followed them all. <laughs> um, I mean, at least you got the right ones. There was a bit where we had like a bunch of fake fake pages oh yeah we went on a fucking reporting spree (laughs) yo they went off there's like a bunch of mine too there's like a million john d who pages i'm like what's going on here i'm like the fuck but like that was like a weird moment in time that was around when we were getting going down band city so people were just preparing preparing for my account to go down yeah and shit or take over the whole thing yeah Yeah, and then i think um it was like it was really early. It was like the fourth week I ever did barkeepers. And um, you subbed in for s- Sunday on a Sunday show. Mm. Oh, um, okay. And that's how I like figured out you were the, you know, yeah, were reviewing yeah. on Not Your Man's. Oh, man. Um, that was And fun. I watched that. That was a good one. 
<laughs> that was a that was a wild night because I was super I was super hyped to do it because I you know I li- like I love music at the end of the day you know one's gonna tell me I don't like I love music I love listening to music love reviewing it and I love making it and it's like when um I used to always watch the barkeepers and I remember um <clears throat> what was it uh Chuck Brown would always do it and I remember like High Sunday transitioning to it and whatnot and I was just like I just hit them up like yo guys let me do one <laughs> you know yeah. like let me let, let me let me do one and they were like yeah sure go for it and I'm like hell yeah and I remember when we posted like the promotion for it no one was submitting until like the very last minute yeah I was people like, were Damn. Yeah, yeah scared and then some people were pretty mad because I watched it live in the you know in the comments and stuff yeah, people um, were pissed <laughs> Because Sunday doesn't give any feedback, you know. He, yeah, you know, Sunday he gives flowers, and I and I, I appreciate right. it. He gives flowers, and he's he's a, he's a good dude for the culture, you know. But people yeah. did not know what to expect from me. No, I went for didn't. blood on that. And I'd one. say overall, like in the like two and a half years I've been doing it, um, now like the level of what gets submitted it's super high most yeah. of the time, you know. For yeah. a lot of the guys, um, compared to when I first started, when I first yeah. found the page, yeah, um, like most stuff is like studio quality audio. Yeah, they have like know. a. Um, there's like a. It's like a group. There's like, well, there is a group too within it. Like, you know, you look at the, you know, the alien dudes, but there's a, there's like a pocket of like regulars that you just know you're going to get good quality. So it's like, I like when those dudes submit because it's like, all right, I can like just lock in and now I have to really go detailed about it. Yeah. But there's always going to be, you know, the car recording and the, yeah. you know, the, the ridiculousness. But I mean, it's, you know, that's a platform that I personally think needs <clears throat> needs that exposure. You know, right. they need they need to they need to expand because it, it can't just always be you know on Salu and right. <laughs> you know yeah. and like you know Defia and Bison mm-hmm. winning all the time. Like, which is no no slight to them. They work hard. They do what they got to do. Like, they're dope and they deserve those wins. They do, but yeah. <clears throat> it, it's. For me, it's always like the bottom five that are like, like you know, the 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 bottom of the top five that I'm like, yo, we need to get these dudes. We need more people to really start like threatening, right? Those top, you know, yeah, make yeah. it more competitive. Yeah, yeah, because that because it's because that's where it gets, you know, when there is someone like when I do the reviews for them now, when there is someone that I'm like, I've never heard this dude before, and they cook, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, this this is what I like. Someone who's like they've seen these and they're like fucking i'm 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 coming for it you know and <laughs> mitch all right i'll hurt your ears and drop another one <laughs> shout out to, to mitch in the underground but um yeah, yeah it's like fellow mitch <laughs> that to me like for for me <laughs> just kidding that ain't happening <laughs> for me that's like um i remember before i found you know um Barkeepers, there was like, remember when like, uh, you know, four bar Fridays and four bar when that was like a thing. And there were some killers like that would do that all the time and shit like that. So it's like it'd be dope to because I think that was like pushed by like Damian Lillard or from what my memory says. But to see like barkeepers, I'd like to see them push for just, you know, I, I just want to see them get out there. You know, like I like yeah. they have a great platform. They have a great format. <clears throat> I just want to see them get more looks like it should be like it it should be like the fucking 
uh, that bars app. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It should be something along those levels where people just go there to flex a little bit and to show out a little bit. And there's incentive. Yeah. Like the whole key system's dope. You know, it's just a, it's just well played. You know, shout out to shout out to everybody behind it. I know it's um my man with the with the beard out here. DQ <laughs> DQ Andrew Raps, but like yeah, it's dope. You know, it's just a shout out to him to have for having a dope idea and it becoming this this whole movement. You know, they need that. They need to get there. They need to discord. They need it all, man. I want to see that platform like really make moves. But then you got like the straight 16s, which <clears throat> I always make fun of them for the for the dusty audio. But they got some <laughs> killers over there, too. Sure. Yeah. It's just a different. It's all punchlines, you know, <clears throat> yeah. where people will come to barkeepers with super thematic stuff sometimes. Yeah, so it doesn't yeah. it doesn't so much feel like you're competing with each other yeah. on that sense, you know. It's not yeah. like a battle. Yeah, like the Street 16 seems like everything's battle rap bars, like battle right. rap throwaways. But then Barkeepers is like, this is potential song clips. This is, yeah. you know, like these dudes are like, yeah, we heard this beat and we were inspired. This is, it's whatever you want it to be. And that's like the fun of it. You know what I'm saying? And I love that it's like the same beat. <laughs> every week you know yeah, straight 16 is yeah. a great platform too um, <laughs> and they have a really stuff. they have a really good community but yeah. like you can submit whatever you want yeah. where like on barkeepers it really pushed me hearing especially in the beginning it was even bigger like here because it was during covid like 50 people rap on the same beat yeah. and how 50 different people approached it yeah it like expanded my mind a lot in terms yeah, of like yeah, yeah. pockets and what you can do you yeah, know that's that's like some of the best some of the best things like on there i remember whenever um so whenever like dudes like elo or class do one yeah i'm always like blown away by their their flow choices and like they're th like they'll just burst into song on something that i didn't even hear singing on and they'll nail right. it you know what i'm saying like defia does that too and bison too they'll they'll hit these crazy inflections and deliveries and it's like oh shit you know and it's like damn i would have never thought of that and it's like well they just nailed it and it's i kind of always love that feeling like before judging where <laughs> i would always like Whenever I submitted, like when I wasn't judging, I would always submit like as soon as the beat would go up, I would do it yeah. as fast as possible because to me, I'm like, all right, this is what I think the best I can do in this amount of time. Let's see who can do better, you know? And to me, yeah. I would, I would want to hear, and then I would just be blown away by the people who, the ideas that would come out and just people going the fuck off. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you know, like this is dope. And that's just, it's exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's super exciting. It's a great platform. Shout out to Sunday. Sunday be going crazy. Yeah, shout out to the homie, man. He does the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Sunday. He be I wish I could vote for him sometimes. He does some dope-ass He be going bro, why can't crazy. Like, can we just, like, have one week where you don't get judged? You know, we can judge you for a week? <laughs> yeah. He appeals to, like, the old-school rapper a lot, too, because it's like, this dude, he's putting together something clearly fresh on this beat. 
he's memorizing it like a like a professional. He's got the hat mm-hmm. over his eyes just to just for the showmanship to show you that he memorized most of it. You know, like that's just I, I suck at memorizing my raps. You know what I'm saying? And like to see him pull this off and like you only get seven days or sometimes five or six, depending on when they drop the beat. It's like, dude, what a class act. Like what a fucking <laughs> you know, what, a, what an actual artist, dude. And he goes in like mm-hmm. he puts in like album cut bars, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Into them shits and it's like that's sick you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah that 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 reviewing that night was was very was very fun because i met a lot of cool people a lot of people were upset but i feel like it humbles people too like it's, yeah you yeah, need you need sure. that you need that yeah. sometimes you know like that one christian uncle <laughs> the one i don't know if you remember that oh uh, praise mode <laughs> Shout out to him for always freestyling some chaos. Yeah, yeah, he he just freestyled some some chaos, bro. And I'm like, all right, man. (laughs) Yeah, just like let he lets the Lord in and he just goes off, you know. <laughs> and, and you know what? You can't be mad at that. And that's another thing too. Like you're getting different aspects of like hip hop. Like, and that's you know freestyling. I'm I never want to hear freestyling on an Instagram post, but I respect it because it's not an easy thing to do. There's a guy who's who's been doing that lately too. Um, I forget his name, but he's always in his car and he has like the, the oh like yeah green tricky screen. Martian always tricky Martian. Yeah, he's yeah. always freestyling and he. He'll be cooking, but he does, you know, if you know freestyling, he has some similar, like, tells. You know, he says yeah. like, he'll repeat the same things. But it's like, hey, go for it, you know? Because mm-hmm. you know he's working something out. He's having it. You know, he's 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 working that muscle, and it's only going to get better the more you do it. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so it yeah. can't be better. Well, I had a question. So uh, what made you decide that you can review songs or review albums for the Not Your Man's when you decided to want to join the team? Um, It was... I had a lot of opinions on rap. Like, I know it's music, you know, and like with other music, people can like whatever they like. Mm-hmm. But with hip hop, I just feel like you can say something is better than something else, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like this took more effort to write, or this is a more clever punchline, or he said the same thing in a better way, you know? And mm-hmm. I've always had a lot of opinions like that. And, um, and then I don't know, John D posted like they were looking for people to review. And I, I just thought it would be fun um to do. I've always been a good like just writer anyway. Like, you yeah. know, I took writing in college, creative writing and stuff. So I figured it would just be like a fun hobby to do. And I didn't realize like there's so much. I wish I could do way more, you know, and I'm playing <laughs> on it, but like yeah. The list is like nonstop. It never ends. You know? It never ends. It never ends. <laughs> Which is cool. Um, so that's like what made me think, you know, and I had been rapping for like 20 years at that point. Um, and like I know I'm not the best, but I think I'm qualified to like give an opinion, you know? Yeah. yeah. And like I've heard, you know, people review stuff or like love stuff that I hate and the other way around. It doesn't matter, you know, it's just like someone's opinion, but like it can give you like a good guess of like, oh, why, why does this person not like this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, and that, like, that's, 
and that's the, that's like the beauty of it too. Like from like the list is like, man, this is never ends, but it's like, man, there's this much hip hop out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's cool. Right. Like to see there's this much. And then like, you know, I try to separate it from like what's submitted versus what's grabbed off of the Friday releases. But it's like, man, there's people submitting this much music too. Like mm-hmm. this it's, it's dope to see that and to see, you know, there's people who care about their craft or just people trying. And it's like, for me, <clears throat> I think one of the beauties of it is that's why I usually like to recruit, you know, other artists because it it just makes more like coming from an artist to me, I feel like is way more crucial because like a fan of music is just going to like what they like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's going to like, but like an artist is going to appreciate the little things like, oh, that must have been tough to write or that. Yeah. yeah that's some slick shit, you know, and it's like it's good to get that kind of perspective because you know, you're not going to be, you're going to be moved by a fan in a positive way, but fans for the most part, aren't going to move you negatively. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like an artist though, you know, they say some shit like, Oh man, you could have did that. They're either saying something that you needed to hear or something you've been saying to yourself that you just never really acted on. And I'm, that's why I rock with shit like that, you know, and I, and I, I rock with your reviews because yeah, like you can tell the writing is there. Like it's, it, it flows together very well. It's not as cavemanish as mine, <laughs> you know, as my reviews, reckless got his little jokes in there. It's not as brutal as, you know, dice with his reviews, which are really just an angry old New York <laughs> perspective, <laughs> but you know, yours are dope because it's like with your reviews, out of like all of our reviews, I think yours to me stand out the most because with yours, I, I always get the feeling like, all right, maybe I want to hear more, you know? And like, that's one thing that was never really a, a thought. Like I always like to keep it like, Oh, we'll, we'll keep it a paragraph, you know, just so short. Cause people ain't trying to hear all that. But when I hear your reviews, I'm like, man, he's, he's saying some shit. Like he's dropping some terms that I couldn't even think of. And now it's like, I kind of want to hear more of what he thinks about it. And I, that's why, you know, I even, when we talked about the idea of like more extended reviews, like I would trust it from you because I know you wouldn't do like the typical mainstream bullshit where they just string together. Oh, and this artist's dad, you know, in 97 said this and it impacted his whole career. And it's like, nah, bro, he's, he's just going to talk about the music. Yeah, just yeah. album in hand. And there's else. definitely like it's definitely opened my eyes a lot because like, um, I wouldn't have listened to almost almost anything that I've reviewed. You know, I never would yeah. have just like chose to throw that on. And I've definitely reviewed things. I I can't think of her name. I just did a like a girls album. Um, oh, the Lucy Camp. Lucy Camp. <laughs> yeah, that like I it was amazing. She yeah. really good rapper, written really and well. I never would put that on. Yeah, you, you know think oh, yeah. That when you hear the music without listening to her. Like if you just yeah. heard it, you're like, oh, what is this? And then when you hear her, you're like, she's going crazy. Yeah, yeah. So and I still like I would never throw that on in the car still, but like I can appreciate that it's a well made album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's hitting her demographic perfectly. Like yeah. it's just done well, you know? Yeah. And I never would have found stuff like that without doing the not your man stuff, you know? And even like yeah. this is some like terrible trap rap I would have considered like I've recognized some of the like musicality in it, you know, yeah. and some of yeah. it and been like, okay, this this does kinda hit sometimes, you know? Yeah. Even finding like 
that's the one thing I've always liked too. And that's why I've always, like, I've always, I used to give people more of a hard time when they're like, oh, you just don't like it because it's old head. But it's like, no, I've, I've heard trap rap that I've absolutely loved. And I never thought that'd be possible. And then it's like, it makes me go harder on the shitty trap rap because it's like, mm-hmm. bro, you could have been making this the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it sound better. Right. And yeah. Shit. Like, come on. Yeah. There was one album. Oh, the dude, I forgot the dude's name. It was like Derek something, but it was called God Bless the Trap. And he comes in and it's like the fucking first song. It was like a children's singing thing, like God Bless the Trap. And then it, a hard ass trap beat. And he's rapping about his credit and his what he went to college for and then how he's still trapping. It was hard, bro. Uh, Derek Minor. And I was like, bro, this album is fucking heat. And it's a straight up trap album. But he's talking nice, you know, and I'm like, right. bro, it's I would have never content. found that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, I would have brushed be over it just because it was in a certain genre, you know? Yeah. Because we've, because this, because it's like what we're conditioned is like all the trap yeah. shit we hear is the bullshit that's getting forced down our throat when right. there's a bunch of dope, tra- like I've been listening to, so, you know, I got a kid and I, I don't want him listening to too much craziness yet, like with cursing and stuff. So I've really delved mm-hmm. deep into Christian rap and I'm not like religious or anything, but mm-hmm. you listen to dudes like Lecrae. Mm-hmm. And it is straight up trap with no cursing or nothing. And that shit goes hard. It's fire, you know? And it's like, my kid could listen to that. <laughs> you know, he can right. listen to some trap now, you know? And if he, you know, if I want to listen to some trap, then you got dudes like NF and then, you know, you got mm-hmm. Derek Minor doing the more mainstream. And it's just like the levels, you know, where of music is just like, why are these dudes not even getting the fucking credibility that they deserve, you know? Because they don't curse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's heat. I love it because I can bump it without, I don't have to be worried, you know? Uh-huh. I tried bumping like, you know, I like Post Malone's album. I tried bumping that. He's talking about all sorts of drugs and, and I'm like, bro, but it's so melodic. Like, I want to listen to this, you know? But like, yeah. I can't. I don't want my kid repeating that shit. <laughs> True that. The kids are a little more difficult. I mean, when I was a kid, I grew up listening to all the rap with the fucking curse yeah. words. Oh, yeah, yeah. But nowadays, <laughs> it's different because, like, when we did it, we listened to it because it was for us. Yeah. You know, these kids. I didn't know it. we're listening to that shit. Yeah, these kids, they hear a curse. They, you know, he's seven. He's going to go to school and be like, yo, my dad let me listen to fuck shit at me. You know, he's going to start. Brruh, brruh, and the teacher's going to oh, call me up. Oh, as fuck. <laughs> yeah, then I'm, in, then awesome. I'm in trouble. <laughs> then I'm in trouble, you know. Then I, I get a lecture on soft parenting and shit like that. You know, it's like, fuck. <laughs> my child, no. goddammit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's rough out yeah. here, bro. It's rough. This yeah. generation's doomed. So another, another question for you, Fonny. It's kind of a corny question that I, you know, to ask, but how do you feel about when people say that white people are a guest in the house of hip hop? You think that's, you know, so stupid to say? Or are you, what's your um, I mean, it gets said a lot. I don't feel that way, personally. You know what I mean? I've been listening to hip hop and rapping. Like, I first started listening when I was, like, eight, nine years old. You know, I grew up... Um, in a pretty poor area of like a dead factory city, you know? Um, So we've had this conversation a lot at Pendulum Inc. Mm. But I think, you know, regardless of where hip hop started, um, it's evolved so much. So I think more people that are like purists do think that, and certainly older people. But 
like hip hop is the biggest export of the United States, you know, like yeah. it's everywhere. Um, and like American hip hop is like the standard. Yeah. And I think it's invaded like every aspect of American culture, advertising, mm -hmm. media, um, food, like fashion, just everything, you know, is like has a hip hop influence. Every font people use yeah, on their, you mm -hmm. know, logos for everything like originated from like street artists and yeah. stuff like that. So I think it's kind of hard to say like, you know, white people are a guest in hip hop now. Yeah. Um, I just don't feel that that's the case anymore. It depends. Like Donald Trump releasing the high top gold Trump sneakers <laughs> at SneakerCon. <laughs> like that's a guest in hip hop. That's someone trying to like, vulture. you know, yeah. Culture vulture. And it, <laughs> I, I agree, but don't also kind of disagree. I feel like Trump, is has been hip-hop uh, even against no, we ain't will, him that credit that's, against that's his will for his whole like he's been just doing what, what he I'm wants saying? to do R rappers have been mentioning trump forever <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying i so had a trump like, board game when i was a little kid you know <laughs> yeah like it was like so a I trump like, monopoly with million dollar bills and... <laughs> i feel like we got like hip-hop as a culture kind of we we set ourselves up for that <laughs> we yeah. set ourselves so, up for that i don't know people there's definitely a lot of like shade on white rappers that are bad for sure. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. if you're, if you're rapping and you're bad, but for me, if you're rapping and you're bad, I don't care what you look like. You're bad yeah. regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I've never felt that like, yeah. and I've always been comfortable in any like hip hop community or situation. Yeah involving like a hip-hop oriented crowd honestly i i i think <clears throat> for me i feel like that that question and term is kind of a it's kind of like a crutch that like is it's like a you know like a like a sneak attack whenever a certain thing is being brought up you know like whenever people bring up m and stuff like that yeah. it is used to kind of combat that but i don't necessarily think it's uh you know, to me, that is that to me is is as ridiculous as like, oh, Spanish people can't drop say the N word, and it's like, nah, bro, we all, we we if you were in there, you could say, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you were in that environment, bro, like who give like you're not gonna tell that motherfucker no, like you can't say that, like no, right. you you know where he's from, like you know what I'm saying? And it's like to me, I feel like that is. Um, I, I don't think it's it's like, yeah, you know, you give respect to where it was created and where it was, but you also have to respect its growth. And I feel like a lot of the people who use that as a crutch or like some bullshit to kind of prove a point are part of the problem when it comes to what's held it held hip hop back. You know, yeah, I think saying? it's like, where does the question originate from? You know, why? Yeah. Why are we asking that question? Yeah. And it's in like, obviously, I'm not black, but like, um, it feels like people want to hold on to something that they believe is yeah. theirs for once. You know what I mean? But that it's they like, created. And I, and I, and I, I personally think that it's their last hurrah, but it's also their excuse for letting it go. Like, what's his name? Um, fucking Lord, Lord Jamal. Jamal. Yeah, Lord Jamal. He, always he had that whole stunt where he was in social media all the time coming at m 
And it's like, okay, you were an originator, but like M has never not supported hip hop. He was yeah. going to, he's sneaking out to Master A shows. He was always going to shows. He was always in the circuit. Like he was always involved. He battle rapped. He did all the, the things that you do to come up in the game. And it's like, but you were in a, one of the first successful hip hop groups. And what did you do for hip hop? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm why did you let, yeah, like you, 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 you went under a label, you got, you know, robbed, you stopped putting out music. So where, where's your, where's your accountability? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For you to say that someone's a guest when M is put on how many hip hoppers, like Sant? the Griselda boys wouldn't be where they were if it wasn't for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, the slaughterhouse, yeah, like just the shade 45 radio yeah. in general. And shade 45 is hip hop royalty, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like to go on there, dudes love it. You know, to go on there and get a freestyle is like big news. If you fail on there, you're hip hop banished. If you do dope the on there, the whole you're hip hop. Yeah. yeah. With so a lot of, yeah. <clears throat> And that's and people forget like that was the first like real hip hop to get on satellite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So have its own station. <clears throat> so it's and like, play underground music, you know. And play underground and like upcomers and like now it's yeah. even bigger on YouTube where you'll see mm -hmm. artists representing individual hoods. So it's like what is what is Lord Jamal, you know, what has he done? And it's like uh. you didn't do nothing but let hip hop get taken by you know these big moguls and stuff and then when m gets to the point of where he is big enough to do that all he's doing is pushing the culture and promoting the cult you know what i'm saying and yeah. like and keeping it going and keeping a certain sound so it's like that that kind of crutch is bullshit because it's like then you think about places like um i believe in russia they have a hip-hop political party bro that's fucking dope so where where are all these old heads that are pissed about that? Where's yeah, all? Where's we created hip hop in New York? Where the fucks our political party that you old motherfuckers should have started? You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't do a damn thing about it when it yeah. Came so I, I'm always like, I'm you know I, I don't believe in the whole let's make an excuse because it's hot right now because it's always got to come from a, a sense of what have you also not done? Yeah, <laughs> you know, a lot of those are just like coming out of racism, like oh. I, why people can't be in this because you know what i'm saying like and it's like it's, like it's like yeah we it's like we get it like you know i i get it when it comes to like you want to talk race stuff and it's like yeah there's certain systems and certain things that are built to go amongst that but it's like when it comes to certain things that kind of made its way out of that like when it comes to those small cultures and it could have mm -hmm. been something we could have kept away from like the big world and shit it's like we didn't do a great job of doing that so why yeah. are we all proud why are we proud like that proud all of a sudden you know let it yeah. be let it be the culture that it's the biggest genre in the world like it's yeah, it's dude. it's out here so instead of finding that one bullshit you know negativity towards it, it's like where's the positivity coming from you know like where's yeah. where's the where's the good that's coming from it it's easier to promote negativity compared to positivity yeah like that motherfucker um, they'll cry about m all day, but Probably no, the one's new pushing, no one's pushing <laughs> Pendulum Inc. Yeah, right, finally. Right. Like, Pendulum <laughs> Inc. was started by Mickey Fax. He's black. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Him, Chilla Jones, and they're black. Where, 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 what are we doing? You know, so it's like, have the same have the same energy, you know? Well, Rick, yeah. Rick Rubin. Come on, there's a lot of people out here who have thought hip hop. I, the, and that's what I was going to say, too. Like, there's also a lot of, like, you know, defining factors of people oh. like the Rick Rubens and the people who, like, 
help mix and do you know stuff like that or people who who gave like dre the opportunity to yeah. work on work on a mastodon album yeah. and you know and so it's just like hey you know it's it's it's, it's not as simple as that <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's never going to be as simple as like oh you're not a good it's like tell that to the thriving japanese hip-hop culture where a lot of our overseas money comes from as far in hip-hop mm. tell yeah, that germany to them. Has a, germany has a huge hip-hop germany culture. too yeah, tell that australia. to them. australia australia yeah so dude the philippines has the and people don't talk about it. the philippines has the yeah. biggest battle rap community of all time and it's been oh. like that for years mm-hmm. Years. Years. there's so many countries that have fucking huge and all they do is pay homage and show respect mm-hmm. and show love so you're like and it's like you know what i'm saying it's just it's, it's just it's, it's ridiculous stuff unless like you unless you can show just like we you know people check us for like reviews oh what's what have you put out what's your right. car facts it should be the same thing yeah <laughs> we should have a stat sheet comparison list <laughs> Yeah. You know, if you can match up to this many things that M has done, then then you can ask him that question. Then it's a real right. conversation. But right. if you haven't, then you know, go cry on drink champs like Benzino. But <laughs> 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 it hurt my down. feelings, dude. He <laughs> lost it. I, I I feel his pain, but he he's got to relax. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. drinking maybe because of that. But come on, that was that that far, and I can hold. Yeah, he, he he had a little. <laughs> he he needed a hug. <laughs> and Norian giving him one. <laughs> no, no, it is fake ass teeth. You're gonna give him a bite instead. But um, that's a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole other story. That's a great episode, though. For anyone who hasn't watched that Benzino drink champs, it's fantastic. Please. <laughs> Please it's fantastic. But Benzino, he needs he needs a hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, talk to me about your project. Uh, don't say Macbeth. Like, you know, how was the process of making that? Because that was like your last project that you've put out right that was the last that was the only like full length one um there's a bunch more coming but that one um i had like just acquired enough stuff to have like a home studio and had been like doing the barkeepers every week so i was back into like writing all the time and um I figured like I knew enough people that for that anyway, that I didn't have to write write full songs, you know, um, that I could get a bunch of features on it and, and pump it out. Um, the, the title don't say Macbeth. That's a theater term. Um, it's like superstition before a play, you know, goes on, you don't say the word Macbeth. And the picture for that, my sister took in a, she's a photographer in San Francisco, but mm. um, she took that in like a abandoned, burnt out theater back in Massachusetts. That's um, yeah, the picture is dope. Yeah. And that picture is not yeah. color corrected or anything. The the oh, curtain yeah. is still red and oh, everything sick, else is like, like it was color corrected. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so that album came together pretty fast it was just it was mostly a collection of beats from like anabolic beats who does um barkeeper beats a lot that's how i found the barkeepers originally was i i put about a hundred songs out on soundcloud mostly on his beats because they were like (laughs) all this boom bap tempo that for me was super easy to rap on um and then so like i followed him on instagram and i saw all these posts of this these people that he had shared rapping over this same beat and i'm like oh what's going on and like that's how i found it and um 
so yeah, that album came together pretty quickly. Um, it was like, I don't know, two months. And nice. I just asked all the people I knew that rapped, you know, I would, I'd have everything recorded and just have the open verse and send it to them and be like, Hey, do you want to get oh, on this? Brave. And only a couple people like said no, but it was like ready for them to record on, you know, brave, ready to get uh, cooked on your own track. That's how real rappers get down. Mm-hmm. And then That's real shit. Yeah. I mean, I would say on that album, um, I would say, the only I'd say Blondju probably cooked I, I me. Like, I was gonna say Blondju is the only person. It was the singularity track that I remember. Blondju, yeah, he went um, crazy. Because Sunday, I'd say is probably definitely a just especially at the time better rapper than me. Um, but he just did like eight bar sections in between my sixteens. Yeah, and he ju- he kind of went with whatever the theme was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where Blondju just went off. He went nuts. Um, yeah, Blondju went yeah. crazy. <laughs> And so, but I, I didn't care, you know, no, no, I just wanted it, it out of there. That makes yeah. it better. Like, cause that song is, is one of my favorites on there. I'm, uh, yeah. I think my favorite, my favorite song on there was sour grapes, but, um, singular, like, you know, that it makes the song better, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sour grapes, that guy, Cinna, he's a, he lives right across the street from me. Um, trying to get him to rap more. He, That's uh, he, if someone's going to like, he has the look too. he's like 22, um, white kid like he just he he would blow up on tiktok if he (laughs) if he decided to like put some effort into social media you know he just doesn't care that much no um but our voices back and forth worked out pretty well yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that track i remember like loving that track i was like man that i think that got like a fire truck for me but i was like this track is dope and then i remember you had that um you had the cypher cut on there um, yeah with uh it was like jerome duffy mars uh, yeah, Blondie I think was it was Jerome. Yeah, Blondie Jazz, and then my buddy D Rotten, yeah. who I'm in a group with called Something Wicked. So I and I I remember um, D Rotten as well too. Uh, I reviewed him as well. He he sent mm-hmm. us something that you and like Blondie were on a few times. You were on it more than a few times. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember being all right. I remember being all right. Yeah, not- he just he uh, he just doesn't care about mixing that much. You yeah. Know? It was just that quality. I think that was what my issue was with, um, I think it was like uh, Area 51 or 5150. And um, the mix took away from that project more than anything. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I've tried to help him with that, with like some sidechain compression or what. Just like when he's done, he's done. I know. Just (laughs) just release it. I'm done. And I've learned there's once you're done, like there's so much more work to do. Yeah. Um, That's just the beginning, you know, if you want it to be perfect. And that's why, like, I'm like outsourcing that stuff now. I would love to do everything in house, like Greaves. He produces his own beats, raps, and then mixes and masters. Like, yeah. But I have a full time job, you know. I don't have time. It's tough. To do you it. don't have time to do. Yeah, that's. I like. I'll I'll dabble in it. And I'll learn some stuff. But it's it's tough, man. <laughs> it's real tough. Yeah, super tough to like because you gotta. You know. Yeah, you can write a verse on a track, take 10, 15 minutes, but like mm-hmm. that mixes. You get an hour minimum. <laughs> yeah. You know that's that's a lot of time. <laughs> an hour is to me an hour is a lot of time. Yeah, and you got to, like, do it the next day. You can't do it after you listen to it a million times, you know? it's completely different. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's rough. Um, 
I do remember you. Um, there's been a couple projects you've jumped onto that uh, I do remember. I remember you on uh, Stock Always Rising's project. Um, yeah. Shout out to him. I was never a fan of like his flow and like his delivery, but I do remember his project not being bad. You know, so I no, was, I was I was him. surprised. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because I had you know I'd heard a couple tracks. I saw him on Barkeepers, and I thought his flow was pretty consistently the same all the time yeah but yeah. um that project i it wasn't bad and yeah, he had he a, lot a lot to say yeah you know? he had a whole lot to say he put a lot you can tell there was a lot of love and effort put yeah into i mean i sent I him that verse over a year ago <laughs> like it's been a while he's yeah. been working on it yeah no i mean good for him i mean that care and the craft is only going to take you you know you know it's gonna take you further than you expect and i was i was just like yo shout out to him for putting out because like you know i've i've heard him all the time the barkeepers and some people you just get used to hearing and you're like you know we all know how we feel about certain artists so i'm Mm -hmm. just like oh man this project's probably gonna be boring i thought it was gonna be this and that and i was just like hey not bad he got a green check out of me i wasn't mad at that Mm -hmm. um i know there was that we were both on uh Shout out to D Cure, but that Cuz It Bangs was an honor yeah. getting on that. That was a very mm-hmm. fun project to get on. Yeah. And yeah. just a, it's just to have this many people on a project is just chaos. Yeah. Right. I hope the one to be a part of that shit one day. <laughs> <laughs> I was super hyped to be on there. So I was like, oh man, really? So I went off. I was like, they sent yeah. the beat. I sent like, a hook i sent the verse i was like yeah what you need and like the, uh, the day after i was like what you need <laughs> yeah but yeah no, was, that was a good time dq doing stuff like that is very dope too because you know you know it's part seven bro like right <laughs> and <laughs> yeah know, i've been you on... have that the the barkeepers you have this arsenal of mcs you know right like, yeah pendulum mink is gonna about to be crazy too Pendulum Inc. is super, super dope. So I would like to hear your your experience with Pendulum Inc. Because I, I know from the outside. Like, I, yeah. I'm not a student. I haven't done in there. But, like, and I just know a lot that goes on with it. Like, I've talked to a lot of people involved with it. And I remember when it was, like, being put together and whatnot. So I know a lot about it. I know, like, a lot of the seminars and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, tell me your your uh, experience. Just you know, Yeah, so, so um, I... I'm graduate on Saturday um, this this week. I'll be be in Atlanta. But so I saw it, you know, I saw ads on Instagram just because I follow so many rappers and stuff. And there were some barkeepers people in it. Um, I did not think like I joined it, honestly, to try to get a gold key at barkeepers. (laughs) That was my original intention. And I was like, I asked Bison and class and Solu who did it last year on Solu. Um, I was like, is it worth it? You know? And they're like, it's super worth it. What you get out of it. Um, and it is way more than I thought. Hmm. So <clears throat> there's a ton of classes. They did like free classes all week. Um, but those like all the electives and stuff are very cool. You learn a lot. There's like visual aesthetics in hip hop, hmm. which is like a history of, graffiti and fashion from like the late sixties up through today, you know, um, there's stuff like that. There's rhyme college, which is like a mental health class where they'll break down, you know, a verse and then you'll write, but like the main classes, advanced rhythm and style and advanced techniques is what I took this year. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the way they teach like a technique a week and then you practice it, focus on it. And even just giving names to stuff that like we as MCs just yeah, kind of yeah. naturally do because it sounds good. It allows you to like think about that thing and do it with intention, yeah. you know, and like remember. Um, it was super cool. It was a really cool community. They did a sync licensing summer school to try to get mm. sync placements. That's fine. Um, they did a production school that I didn't take um, for people that want to be producers. So there's a bunch of producers in the class. Um, and yeah, I've just met a, a crazy amount of people. And then for next year, you know, there will be, there'll be a project coming out with like a bunch of alumni over mm -hmm. with like a bunch of features that I can't talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and beats from producers, you know, that'll be like pushed. It'll be advertised. There'll be money behind it and stuff. That's dope. Um, That's super dope. And then I'm I'm gonna come back as a teacher. You know, Pendulum Inc is trying. They already teach in like Boston public schools. They have like a program called Pen Pals where they teach kids how to rap and like teach them like uh, mental health and how to deal with issues through hip hop. Um, I where love we that. go in yeah. person to schools. They're trying to set it up out here in LA too. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, he's got big ideas, but the community is super super tight um and it's only getting bigger and the way the way that it teaches it, it makes you better um yeah which i just i didn't expect like a school because it's music it's like you either got it or you don't you know yeah, i figured yeah. um but everyone can get better you know yeah. and like i had to do like a whole trap lesson where i had to do a triplet flow you know um or i had to like emulate my idol i had to rap like aesop rock mm -hmm. you know for 16 bars and like just doing things that you wouldn't normally do allows you to like make mickey wants if if someone calls you up and says hey i want you on this song it's this kind of song he wants everybody to be able to do it yeah. you know yeah i'm gonna be ready for that <laughs> yeah. yeah um i was super surprised um that's awesome after this year i am salutatorian so i had the highest grades in uh the advanced techniques class um this guy pacemaker got valedictorian he mm. had the highest grades in the advanced rhythm and style class mm. and uh the techniques is like taught by Chilla Jones. That's all my favorite battle it's, rapper, which is yeah, funny. it's punchline schemes. It's yeah, it's all they have names for all kinds of shit, but like yeah. it's like really complicated writing. And I love that. It's like puzzles pieces, you yeah. know, it's yeah. like do a scheme, but like not at the end of every bar, like the whole thing. how many. So mm -hmm. I did like a four bar scheme with 17 James Bond references in it in four That's bars, fire. you know, so like every word matters. And then advanced rhythm and styles taught by Mickey. And that's got the lyrics don't really matter that much. It's more about the feel of it, you know, yeah, the it's like hook writing and like different pockets, you know, different cadences and stuff. So and it start if you're if you can't rap at all, it'll start you like how to build rhythm. There's like yeah. introductory classes too, you know, rap tech and reg regular rhythm and style and stuff. I was I was really surprised. Um, yeah, I would sing its awesome. praises to anybody. I didn't I didn't expect to get much out of it. I just I had enough extra money to do it. And like, like I said, I just wanted a gold key and then I became a judge. I'm not even eligible anymore. I've never got a gold key. Yeah. But um. <laughs> 
but yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I'm performing Friday at the trap museum in Atlanta. That's nice. awesome. Um, and then Saturday at the handlebar, um, in Atlanta, I'll do a couple songs and then there'll be a bunch of big ciphers and stuff, but the, the guests they get are crazy, you know, mm. it's really awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. I always see they always have like some dope lectures from like some legends and stuff like that. And it's like just the whole experience of it is like that's something that like, you know, young me would have would have dreamed was like a real experience, like in a real, you know, in a school or you know what I'm saying? Like in like that environment. And it's dope to have that online, especially, you know, the way the world's been ever since the pandemic and stuff. So it's good to have. Yeah, but I got to rap for uh, Blue from Blue in Exile. Um, that's fire that was cool high sunday actually went to high school with him um, that's awesome but like there's been a lot of the bit you see method man and like you know yeah. they post people up that come and do things but yeah. the best one the coolest thing or the thing that stuck with me most i'd say from all year um was big gip um mm. came in and he just popped into a class that mickey was teaching um it wasn't like one of those guest lectures or anything, Yeah. but he talked and, uh, the gem he left me with that, like, I really took away from it is like, if you're an artist and you have this ability to like reach anybody, yeah. then you have the responsibility to do it in a positive way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like, I listened to gangster rap growing <laughs> up, but like, it was different. It was like a story of a struggle, you know, yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't talking about, I don't care about your Gucci bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, and what are we teaching kids? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like that, that, that speaks levels. So like, I wholeheartedly agree with that. That's why like, I've always rapped the way I do. I've always, yeah. cause it's like, I take, at a young age, I took music super serious. Like even till this day, like all the punk bands I listen to, they have depicted my politics. They they've depicted how I approach things, how I approach everything I do in life. And it's like, to me, hip hop, as much as I could like a good violent rap here or there, I know that what I'm going to gravitate towards and what I need to listen to, if I want to get myself in a better mood and if I want to, you know, get myself to want to, you know, motivated. And it's like that, that rap like that's why i rap the way i do you know high sunday's always like oh he's the professor and it's like now nah, i'm just rapping what i wish i had more of <laughs> yeah you know and it's like i like to be careful you want to say you know yeah i do a lot of mental health awareness i do a lot yeah. of just calling out people's bullshit not even on like a battle thing but it's like yo stop being fake like be real to yourself first mm -hmm. like i call out a lot of things like insecurities in my rap and like emotions that you know men aren't allowed to express in this world type stuff and it's like that's big to me because that's stuff that I've always dealt with and stuff I still deal with. So it's like music is that for me. And it's like to turn it into <clears throat> social media rap, you know, because we all know how it, it just feels terrible scrolling through social media and seeing everyone's life has to look better than yours, you know, right. and yeah. it's not realistic. And then it's like if I'm just rapping about how much of a good time I'm having and I'm making things like drinking every night and being on drugs and whatever sound like a fun time. It's like, yeah, but I've done that. I've had those benders and I wasn't really having a fun time. It's unrealistic, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's true. You do have a responsibility to, you know, do some shit like that. And it's like, you know, yeah, that's what, that's where the big money and all that, they take advantage of these things, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you, there's these, these sins out here.
trying to fill up those uh fucking jails up, you know what I'm saying? Seriously. Fill up the, the seats at the concert and fill up the jails. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucked. Damn. Yeah. Gotta, we got to um, start really eating billionaires. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the more positive note, on the last question I have, uh, my favorite question, of course, is the top five favorite rappers. But I'm also going to add a twist and tell me, since you're a student of the game, you know all these albums, your top five favorite albums of all time. Ooh. Top five rappers and top five albums of all time. Yeah. Um, top you- five rappers would be... Aesop Rock. Knew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Decca. Aesop Rock um, Light. <laughs> yeah. Um, Idea. Fire. Jada Kiss. Nice. And probably the Palmer Squares, which are the, probably the least known out of any of them. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I top rock five, with that. Yeah. <laughs> top five albums. Um, Number one is probably um, is probably the Lucy Forty P by Atmosphere. Um, that's probably number one. I would say Illmatic is number two. Mm-hmm. Um, Decca. Uh, due time which is his first one which his is a lot album, different yeah. yeah that one is super dope it's um, way different than that. all the other shit he's put out and it's awesome yeah it's it's more uh storytelling it's more coherent yeah. you know the lines are easier to listen to um i'd say the fujis fujis nice that album <laughs> and then number that five so um Probably Jada Kiss, Kiss the Game Goodbye. Hell yeah. (laughs) Classic. Unspoken classic. No one ever brings that up, but that album was all bangers. All radio bangers and just bangers in general. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not mad at that. Good. Uh, So who are five artists that you're bumping like regularly now? Yeah. Regularly now? um, I've been bumping copyright a lot. Um, I I I got a copyright feature. He oh really? Yeah. Yeah. He is just the best like punchline writer. And he's funny. I just I love copyright. Yeah. Um I would say copyright a lot. Um uh, let me look. Yeah, and he's, then he's the I mean he's I listen like to myself re- the most. He's having oh, like a bit of a resurgence, but he's dope. Yeah, hell yeah. Listen to yourself. Yeah, do um, what I need to do. <laughs> hell yeah. Copyright Elzai. I've been listening to him hell a lot. Yeah. He's been dropping a lot. Last year, he dropped a lot. Yep. Yeah, he went crazy. Yeah. I, no one reviewed um, that him and Oh No Project. <laughs> I'd say RJ Payne. I look for anything he, he puts out. Just demon. Yeah. And they're really simple. They're but not they're simple. Hay- but they're, they're haymakers. But yeah. They're they're not super wordy, and they're just, yeah. like, great, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, the metaphors um, are top tier. Like, you're like, oh, you know, they, they yeah. hit. And then I'll always throw on Aesop Rock um, a lot. I've been listening to his new album and Spirit World Field Guide and like Skeleton. I okay. listen to those a lot. Um, and then um, also, oh, Travis Thompson. 
Yeah, Travis from Thompson's like dope. Seattle or yeah, something. Yeah, the chubby cat. <laughs> yeah, sliding boy. Yeah, His <laughs> delivery, I think, is the best Smooth. I've heard in a long time. It's like slack jawed. Yeah, and like yeah, so. The, he's that's very what melodic heavy, even though you wouldn't expect, because he sounds like he's not putting effort. He's very melodic. Like it's very yeah. pleasing and it's, and his pocket is clean. Yeah. I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. He's dope. I like that producer he rocks with too. Um, I forgot his name, but yeah, he's, he's super dope. He's one of those, he's one of those artists that like, he's been dope for a while, but like, I always feel like he should be bigger. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, I feel yeah. like he hits that whole like TikTok and like he hits all the right notes to be one of those artists, but uh-huh. also like artists that like girls will grab their song clips. But I feel like it just isn't there yet. Like, no one's doing it yet, you know? Yeah. But I almost feel like music. in cases like that, sometimes he's on the line of being like a little too good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It's like he's got a. He's got to dumb it down a little bit to be put yeah. up there with like a Jack Harlow. <laughs> you know, he's right. got to dumb it down to be put there because yeah. he's super, he's super dope. And he, he switches his flows up. Like he picks up the pace. He does a lot, man. And it, it, it just, I've been, since I started the page, I, I've been reviewing it. And I'm like, this dude's only getting better. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, it's insane. But mm-hmm. shout out to that. Great choice. So question. I have a question. This is just from fan to fan. What's your favorite Aesop album? Um, my favorite one mm. is probably Skeleton. Okay. Well, no, Impossible Kid. There. I see. I. I was like, for me, I think hit my his like my favorite's impossible kid but i wouldn't know what i would call his best but i think impossible kid to me is a masterpiece yeah that i i know all the songs from the best i'd say oh um, my heart from, and i yeah. think that one it like got like the hard it was like the rocket rockiest and yeah. then when like spirit world field guide came out it was a little bit weirder you know yeah, yeah. i didn't even like it at first i had to listen a few times but impossible kid and then like the hail mary mallon him and rob sonic yeah um and then the uncluded aesop rock and kimya dawson that album is fucking unbelievable too it's It's so weird i feel like impossible kid like those ones i like the weird ones a lot and i usually look forward to his weird projects but i feel like impossible kid to me out the gate was just heat like i didn't yeah like my first listen i was like yo and then it only gets better the more you listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's one of those where it's just like, dude, this dude did it all. <laughs> right. And I, I I sing his praises a lot and I try to show people. Um, I mean, most of the people I'm around, like, can't put the effort in to listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. To uh, him. But um, yeah, Aesop Rock is unbelievable with the yeah. imagery. Like there's no one that even comes close. He says he doesn't say anything in a standard normal way. Yeah. It's all really cool phrasing, you know. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like that. The thing with him too that I just really like is like it. it he appeals to like 
if you were like a like an eighties New York, nineties New York fan of like Beastie Boy type, like you know that type of energy, like he appeals to you. Like if you yeah. lived in the city, like he hits with that. Like he just just the way he strings his words together, how dope it is, how his pocket is is just it's never ever not perfect, and right. it's like. But it's the w- amount of words he's putting into it, the amount of syllables he's adding, the way he's putting it together. Obviously, his vocabulary is Guinness Book of World Record, <laughs> you know, is, is up there. And it's just like this dude to still put together something that sounds cool while being that wordy is fucking impossible. Like, that's impossible in itself because the, f- I mean, just as me, an old school New York cat, you know, the second I hear someone use a big word, I'm like, nerd, you know, I'm like, oh, right. you go that calculator nerd. bullshit, <laughs> you know, you go that wordy, hibbity, dibbity, dibbity shit. And he, he, he di- like makes it digestible for even like the most ignorant right. New Yorker type shit. Like his shit is just, it's, it's just it's like his, talk. his background, you know, like, yeah. like Labor Day was yeah. cool and everything, but like, you know, people hear it now and they're like, that's nerd rap. But like he was with Def Jokes and like the Weathermen yep. with Cage and yep. Camo Toe, you know, like he's done all kinds of rap. He's done it all. Yeah. He's one of those people that like, unfortunately, is like underrated probably not even the right word. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Appreciated under. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it might come a little bit from, you know, the name, obviously, you know, when asap rock yeah when asap rocky came out that 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 could have done that might have done work on google and you know and like right. algorithms and shit to throw them off but it's like if you dive into him the fact that he will put out music for a fucking an uh an iphone app game and like puts these soundtracks together and he does his production and he does his filmography it's just it's just insane He's just he is he is there, and then he'll rap about some shit about you know eating like <laughs> drinking decaf and drinking yeah. teas and shit, and you're just like, bro, this is a cool, it's that cool dude with a dope record collection walking around Brooklyn with sandals on, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I'll just show people the song like Kirby, you know, and just like oh, this yeah. is a whole song just about his cat, you about know? His cat, and yep. Listen right. to how in depth and detailed and imaginistic he can be about his cat. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he, he he's the truth, man. I I usually whenever I want to show someone him, it's between um, Shrunk or A Lot of Years. I feel like those yeah. two songs are so straight to the point, and like he just gets it. He, he gets it to you, man. You you have to run those back. But yeah, he's the fucking truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, I don't know. It's still in progress, but. Um, I should be getting like a one-on-one mentorship with him for like a month next year oh, through no. Pendulum Inc. That's huge. I know you're juiced. You want that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to manifest that. I know you. That's that's dope. Mm-hmm. That's super. I didn't even you're know you were getting him involved with uh, Pendulum mm-hmm. stuff. So that's super dope. Yeah. So the first year, they no one knew what it was, you know. Yeah. So he he got who he could get and through yeah, his yeah. contacts and stuff. But now. Um, that people more people have it, become yeah. involved. People are starting to ask to be involved. And then he's reaching out and trying to like expand, you know, just the kind of rappers we yeah. get. Yeah. That's fire. I mean, I, that, that's super dope. I mean, I, 
when I saw it starting, I'm like, man, this is super special. I know this is going to be dope. And it's, we're going to be seeing, uh, you know, in the next five years, we're going to be seeing an actual university open up. You know? Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, if we get accredited, I'll have a, they're working on it, but I'll have a bachelor's of fine arts in lyricism. It'll be the first school That's to fine. offer it. That'd dope. be awesome. Uh, Damn, I, then I would get involved so I can. But I had I had classes career. six days a week for eight months. I only yeah, had Friday I off. You tell, yeah, I remember. You know, you so like me. it's a it's a lot of work, but it's like school. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's school with shit focused on shit we love. <laughs> right. Like you know? harder than doing like geography, trigonometry. Yeah, taking some extra credit Outdoors. for some shit we don't care about. <laughs> yeah, like fuck. Right, and even like the the math or business classes are like talking about publishing and rights and contracts and everything like that, and like how to get a press kit and yeah, get ready. You know, all the shit we struggled to do on our own and YouTube University <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, shit. I yeah. Every time I hear more about it, I'm like, yo, I might just do it because yeah. I, I, like I love the way it sounds. I want to see it. I want to, you know what I'm saying? It sounds dope. And I've never heard, I haven't heard a bad thing about it. Yeah. Uh, unless it's someone hating. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, we had some people come in, um, that, you know, that were like, this isn't something you can teach, you know, um, <laughs> talking about hip hop and stuff, but yeah. it is, yeah, you can. You can teach you it. Can. People need to like it already. But that's the it's thing. Like we, any we, art, but... we all learned it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's what right. Because to say it's something you can't teach is a very stupid thing to say. Like, yeah. we all learned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, like that's just how it goes. Like we we all learned it. There's really nothing, you know. But yeah, that no, that's fucking super dope. And still learning. Yeah, that's right, Mitch. Still learning. I'm still fucking learning. I've been doing this music shit for a long-ass time, and I love it still, but I'm still learning shit. You have to keep learning. We're students of the game. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Trying to be a Jedi out in this bitch, and Jedis could still learn, you know? Exactly. Let me complacent thing. I already know everything. You know what I mean? You think the fuck? You get lazy. That's that bullshit. But, yo, this was super, super dope, though, man. Uh, This was... This is what I kind of expected. It was going to be a good chop up, man. This was super mm-hmm. dope. It's good to officially like get to chop it up and just see, you know, your hip hop background and just in general, just find out about it, find out more about it. It get, paints more of a picture as far as behind like the man behind the reviews, but also just your music in general, man. It's dope. And as far as, far as I'm concerned, man, keep doing what you're fucking doing. I think what you're doing is dope. It's good to just be a creator but also like you're doing behind the scenes work too that's just it's important you know what i'm saying like also just even the the whole pendulum ink info you drop like that's fucking important you know people need to know shit like awareness is everything in this underground game you know so it's dope to have that man this is super dope i truly appreciate this wreck you got any questions i don't know if you got i know that was the last one that i had See, we fit it in. Yeah, well, these episodes just turned into an hour and a half. That's my fault. I talk too fucking much. But um, yeah, it's all good. But yeah, man, before we sign off, you want to let people know, you know, where to follow you, all that, you know, the hip hop stuff. Uh, yeah, you? on Instagram, it's Euphonic Aspect. Um, that's where I'm most active. A S P E K T, and there's like a link in my bio to, you know, website with anything you need. 
um, have a couple projects in the works. Uh, one produced by Blondju. Fire. Um, mm-hmm. I like it. And the other one produced by this guy, K12, that's going to be like a post-apocalyptic story album of this oh, little nice. robot called Orange. Uh, just walking <laughs> nice. through. It's all going to be wrapped from his point of view. Just something weird, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. gotta have fun with it. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm super available on Instagram all the time. You can catch me doing reviews for Not Your Mans, uh, judging for the barkeepers, and then any Pendulum Inc., anything, you know, I'm there. Any class, any performance, whatever. Hey, there you go, people. Add him up, man. Hit him up on Instagram. And yeah, man, show love to the movement, man. Check everything out, man. Don't be shy. Check his mu- Check his car facts, man. Go listen yes, to his music on that bullshit. But yo, we're signing right. off. Super dope chopping it up with you, man. You know the drill. We know where we all keep in touch. You know where we can find each other yeah. and all that. But I'm going to holla at y'all, man. Y'all have a good one. Peace out, people. Yo, Mitch, if you still in there, man, shout out to you too, man. Keep doing what you do. Yeah, shout out to all, man. Chat. <laughs> all right, y'all. Peace. Peace.